Yo guys, welcome back, episode two. Uh, I don't know if um, you guys tuned into one, but hey, that was a hoot, huh? It was not a hoot. It was kind of. Um, I rewatched it back as soon as soon as it uh, was done, and I was able to to watch it. Um, it was uh, not exactly what I wanted, but hey, it'll do the job. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, before we get started, just whatever you're listening to me on, whatever you're watching me on, make sure you follow, subscribe, like, all of the above. Um, yeah, your boy ditched the glasses this episode. I know last last episode, people were like, we could do without the glasses. A little more energy. Uh, got rid of the glasses. Probably still the same energy, though. Uh, I just got off the road uh it's technically uh i don't know 5 a.m the sun is right behind me but i was bored and uh i wanted to tell you guys about vegas because that's why we're here you guys were like well he does a lot of shows he's out doing comedy a lot he's making crowds laugh in different cities let's tune into this podcast maybe he talks about it he does um vegas is always exactly what you expect vegas to be I don't know what you expect Vegas to be. I always expect it to just be like bonkers. I expect weird things to happen. I expect, uh, you know, just random randomness out of everybody. I don't really expect too much from that city. I used to live there when I was, before I was even 21. I lived in that city for three years before I was even legally able to do anything fun. But um, I go down there and... It, it was a good show. It was fine. It, the room was fine. The, the comics uh, were fine. There was like an open mic that happened before my show. So I show up early and I, I watch all these uh, locals like kind of run in their bits. I don't know if they're new. I've never seen them before. I don't know if it's new bits or old bits or bits that aren't working still or bits that they're trying to get to work. Um, but it was pretty interesting to see a different scene like interact with each other and then interact with an out-of-towner because it's not like that up here. Um, for one, like if you're an out of towner, you only have like two options to go to down in Vegas. If you're an out of towner, you could like get handed off to five, six, seven, eight different people and they all run great rooms. It's not like that up here. You get handed off to like one or two people up here and you get paid in shitty pizza. Like it's not, it's not ideal out here, but uh, I mean, this community seems to just eat it up because, I don't know. That's all they got going from her. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is about it out here. I I came out here, you know, three years ago and just started demolishing everything. And everyone's like, "Hey, man, we spent ten shitty years putting that together. How dare you?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "Get out of my way, dude!" Just like get out of get out of my way. What was really messed up though? I get about okay. So like, I was driving to Vegas and I was driving alone, and um, I. I'm just like zoned in on just like trying to kill hours, you know, I'm just trying to just push and just like not speed, but like, like kind of speed, but like 
stay at a consistent, you know, pace so that I'm not dragging ass. And my whole goal when I drive and I see the GPS, when it says like, for example, estimated a time arrival 3:30, when I start driving, I try to shave as much off of that 3:30 as I can. And usually it's like 15 minutes or so, depending on where I'm going and how fast I'm driving, who's in the way and what time I leave all, all the above. But I get about to Tonopah. Now, if you don't know anything about this route, it's a straight shot, Reno to Vegas, straight shot, seven hours. Tonopah is about maybe two and a half from Vegas. So I'm already four hours into this drive and just something in me was like, yo, just kind of reach behind you and check if you grabbed everything. And I'm, I'm driving with one hand and I got an arm behind me and I'm shuffling in the back seat and I'm like, okay, yeah, my change of clothes. Yeah. Like there's my, my glasses. Yeah. There's, you know, the, the tripod and yeah, I'm like, I got everything. I got everything. I'm driving and I'm driving. I'm like, there's no way that my dumbass left my house in flip flops and forgot to grab my sneakers there's just no way that's not that's not a lou thing to do that's not a lewis thing to do lewis is always prepared always grabs everything so well organized your boy drove all the way to vegas in flip-flops walked around in flip-flops performed in flip-flops and drove back i I ditched the flip-flops for the drive back i drove back barefoot i was just so embarrassed the whole time i have never been on stage in flip-flops before the last place I wanted to do it was out of town. Like I could have, that could have happened to me at an open mic around here or like some weirder, weird, like one-off showcase that people do out here. Like it could have happened to me there and I would have been like, whatever, I don't even care. The fact that I went out of my way to go make an impression with new people in a new place. Um, and I'm up, I'm, I'm up on stage and, and goddamn flip-flops guys. I was so embarrassed. I even said it too. I was like, yo, this is not my normal attire. This is not what I wear. This is not me. You don't see me in jeans, no socks, and flip-flops. Like, you don't ever, no one should ever do that. But if you do, I guess you're from a different country because that's the only excuse you should have. But I am literally so embarrassed this, this entire time. Like, I pull up. I had three hours to think about not having my shoes. I was so out of my head. And then I pull into Vegas, you know, three hours before the show and I'm trying to like get situated. I want to go see something. I want to go do something. And I'm just doing it in flip-flops. The worst, like I get it. It's Vegas. It's hot. It's 95 degrees. Everyone's in flip-flops. Lou, what's the big deal? The big deal is that I knew I had to be on stage in front of strangers to try to make them laugh. And my attire does not fit the situation. Like I'm not supposed to don't ever. These are the things you don't ever do. You don't ever go on stage in shorts. You don't ever go on stage and flip flops and you don't ever go up on stage. Not prepared. I was two. I was two out of those three things. I was not prepared because I didn't have my sneakers. And you guys are probably thinking, well, what sneakers have to do with anything? It's everything. Sneakers are everything. I got to have sneakers on my food. The only, the, the only time I've ever like, I, I was, re- I was remembering this on the drive. The only time I've ever forgotten my shoes to something important was I was the best man in a wedding and I literally, same thing. I had to drive to where all the boys were and like get dressed there and get, you know, all suited up. And then 
there's like a ceremony thing and then there's like a pre-party and then there's the wedding and then there's like the after wedding, you know, dinner and, and toast and everything. And I, same thing. Actually, no, it wasn't flip-flops. It was like slip-ons. I think I had like some old school van slip-ons that I was just always rocking everywhere. And I literally forgot that every best man had to wear a certain type of shoes. We, we got bought shoes for the wedding from the groom. Like he was like, I'm buying everybody's shoes. You all have to match and wear the same shoes. Don't forget your shoes. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Went out and bought me like these 200 pair, $200 pair of, uh, of red. They were supposed to be red like Jordans or something like that. I forgot what they were. Nikes or Jordans. I can't remember. The same thing. Are those the same thing? I can't remember if they were actually Jordans or if they were just like red Nikes. I can't remember, but I forgot them. And I get all the way. It's three, you know, two hour at most, like two hour drive, maybe three. I can't, like, I can't remember how long it, this was, you know, definitely like 10 years ago. I get all the way there and I didn't even realize I didn't have those sneakers until I was unpacking the car. And I was like, wait a second, feeling a little light. Where's the sneakers? So my boy actually bought his, uh, his, I guess, future father-in-law, the same pair of shoes. Now this dude is like six and a half, seven feet tall. He is like 200, some almost 225. He's a big dude. And he brought his shoes. And the groom's like, dude, you're going to be standing there, the pictures. And he's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe you. I'm like, yeah, man, I smoke a lot of weed. I'm like, what do you want? What do you want from me? So he goes to the, uh, his future father-in-law and is like, I am so sorry, but I'm going to need your shoes. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, dude, Lewis forgot his shoes. And uh, he's not going to stand there in the vans that he brought. I need your shoes. So he grabbed this dude's shoes, brings them to the room that I'm in, and I'm fully dressed barefoot. I'm just like, what are we doing here? I'm ready to go, except I'm not ready to go. And he was like, yo, put these on. I put on these big red boots. To me, like to him, they're sneakers. To me, they're boots. They look like those big red shoes that everyone's wearing like I like they look so stupid on everybody that's literally how I looked standing there as if I'm not standing in clown shoes and it's so obvious like it goes like little Lewis legs and then there's a big red boot it's so obvious um I would literally have to like I, I don't think I have the pictures I'd have to like text homie and be like hey I got a podcast and I talked about the big red shoe incident. I need that picture. Like, I don't, I don't think you guys will ever see it, but, um, I might give it a shot. Whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. Forgot my shoes to Vegas, dude. I can't believe, I can't believe I did that. I did that. I drove all the way to Vegas in flip flops. Like it was nothing. Just like, bah, 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 killing three episodes of Joe Rogan. I'm just like, nah, 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 nah. and then all of a sudden, isn't it funny how your brain just does that all of a sudden? It's like, you should check that. And then I do, I'm just like, dude, it is way, uh, for a second, this is how like, so stoner I am. For a second, I'm looked at the clock and I'm like, I could probably turn around. <laughs> um, no, you know, the math did not add up. Um, but God, by golly. So I get to Vegas and I first immediately just like apologize 
to everybody. I'm just like, yeah, I forgot my shoes in Reno. I even took a picture in front of the Vegas sign and the caption like underneath it was like, hey, I made it to Vegas, but my shoes didn't see you tonight. Like, oh God, that that's probably one of the more embarrassing moments I've ever had on stage was um, was last night. <laughs> was last night um but hey i'm back now and i'm back home and it feels good to be home you know it's kind of weird when you sit you know because i don't really do much i i kind of sit at home i'm kind of a homebody and um i wasn't always like that like when i was on the road doing uh tours and i was in on in the music scene and i was doing that um i like never wanted to be home i was just like dude I got two and a half weeks to sit at home or someone's home. If I didn't have one, I would like couch hop. I would come, I would, I would be on the road with like a week left of the tour. And I would just start going through my friends list. <laughs> I would just go through my friends list and be like, mm, he'll probably let me stay for a couple of weeks rent free. You know, like I'll just go out and eat every single day. Or maybe I'll go to the grocery store one night and like cook us some, some dinner at, at his house or someone's house or whatever. Like I would just go through my friends list and I would just do that. And a week before I came home, I would have somewhere to be either if it was like at a place I was paying rent on and I would pay like two months advance rent and leave for six weeks and then come back for a couple weeks, pay a month's rent, leave for two and a half weeks, come back, pay rent, leave for, you know, like if I wasn't doing that, I was definitely couch hopping. And, um, I, uh, I never like, felt this like need to be like oh god I'm I need to be home like homesick I've never felt that need to be like homesick I guess I never I never liked that but as I got older and then my lifestyle changed especially after COVID when it just took away that whole career I was doing for 13 years I never felt more like I wanted to be home you know like I spend so much time at home and I spend so much time just doing things for myself around the house and for the house and around the house and then you know like it's time to go to bed it's time to wake up time to go to bed time to wake up I'm just here you know at home <clears throat> all the time and when I leave for like even I shot straight down to Vegas I drove I did a show I got in the car after hanging out for a little bit got ready to like drive back. I drove all the way back and now I'm back home. And it kind of feels like I never, like I didn't even leave because I'm just so ready to just be here and stay here. I don't know if you guys ever feel like that. Um, what are you talking about? I'm just talking just to talk, man. Um, yo, that first episode actually, like I said, eh, that wasn't exactly it. But like when the numbers came in, wow, thank you guys. That was crazy. I know that like I premiered it on YouTube because I don't want to miss an audience you know that's why when you listen i'm like like everywhere i'm on everything when you watch me there's a couple options to watch places like i don't want to miss any of you guys because i know some of you guys were like i only live on youtube or i only live on spotify or i only have this or i only have that and i only uh, uh i hear that a lot and i'm trying to cater to everybody so with this show when it came back i'm like yo i need to make sure that i'm everywhere for one because i don't want anyone to be like well i don't have like that kind of access to i don't want to hear any of it and i didn't one one episode came out like i had that teaser that was i think uh just on the audio platforms and then episode one came out and uh like here we are you know everyone's 
just rolling with me. And like I said, man, it's like a nice, easy roll in and out, in and out. Um, I, when I, when I got home this morning, I was like, dude, I'm so bored. And I fuck, I screwed myself so bad. I drink a Red Bull too late on the drive and I'm like wired, but I'm like exhausted wired. I'm, my body's like, you could lay down and that'll be okay. But my brain's like, we should probably go run a marathon and I'm, my body's torn and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should go outside and like just start walking until I'm definitely tired or what do I do? Do I just, uh, do I just lay down and stare at the back of my eyelids, you know? So what I did was I got home and I just turned the studio on. I was just like lights on, camera on, mic up. And um, I'm like, well, what what do we got to do today? What do we do besides just talk about Vegas for, you know, 15 minutes and let you guys know I have more dates coming, basically. Um, June 9th, I'm in Lodi with, with Mo. And then uh, uh, July 22nd, I'm doing this like backyard secret show in Sacramento. It's my birthday. So I'm just like trying to just do whatever for my birthday. I don't care. If I'm on a big stage in front of a lot of people, I just literally want to be out of this town and just go do comedy like I've been doing for the last four years out of the five and a half that I've been doing comedy on my birthday. I'm pretty sure I've had a set on my birthday, but um, like last year I was in Salt Lake. Last year I did Utah on my birthday, and the year before that I had a birthday show in, uh, in Reno, and the year before that... Um, I think I had another birthday show in, uh, in some other fucking time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But every, every time it's my birthday, I'm always doing something, doing something, but celebrating, but it's okay. So I, uh, came home. I'm like, well, what do we talk about then? Besides fucking losing your shoes or not even losing, just not even taking it would have been different if I lost my shoes versus like what happened to me, but just not even taking them is so embarrassing, dude. Um, but I was like, okay, what did I talk about last time? I was like, oh, I think I said I'm bringing back a segment. And I mean, I can just give you like a little idea of what I want to do with, uh, with this, with this guy and, uh, in this, this segment with this show back in the day, I used to just like pull up my Twitter and, Literally, the first to second thing I would ever see is OJ. And I don't know how I started following him. I don't know why, but I'm so glad I did. It's so awkward. And we live in a day and age where a, a guy can kill somebody, somebody's, can unalive them. Sorry. I don't know if I edit that out or if I just leave it. We'll see what happens. Um... And then, like, after doing all that and knowing you did it and everyone knows you did it, after that, being able to tweet. That is just so weird how you can just give a couple people a couple stabs, they're unalive, and then all of a sudden, you're just able to tweet. And you can just tweet. You can just tweet up a storm. The dude's verified. Like, 800 something thousand followers on Twitter and you know why we're all there. You know why we're there. We're just waiting for the slip up tweet. We're waiting for the middle of the night on too much ambient. Same thing that happened to Roseanne. Had a little bit of a cocktail, had a little bit of an ambient, smoked a little bit of a J. Didn't pass out. Figured screw it. I'm 
you're gonna get on Twitter and say something. We're that's why over eight hundred thousand people follow this guy. We don't care about what he's saying in every single tweet because they're not even tweets; they're videos. They're they're not even like it's not even how Twitter is supposed to be. Twitter is supposed to be characters that you like conjunct. You know, you want to say something, you got to think of it. You know smartly and put it down accurately in so many characters and that's what makes twitter like it is you have these little barrages of like either information or funny or interesting and then you got this guy that just talks into his camera and uh just posts the video you know like dude Take a look at this one. I, and this one got me too because I was just scrolling and it's like my sister. And I was like, well, that's a little different because usually it's like the bills or golf or whatever. Um, but this one said my sister. And I was like, well, that's sweet. Let's see what kind of sweet stuff he has. And I started listening to it. And something just like gets under my skin about this guy i don't i don't know you guys just watch a little bit and then we'll talk about why it's under my skin hey twitter world it's me yours shut up well i gotta say that yesterday was one of the saddest and toughest days of my life really really um he did say one of though he didn't say the but i would assume this this wouldn't well, I mean, let's, maybe. Let's just keep watching. <laughs> Compared to what you've been through, really, guy? Let me go back a You know, when my first and second wife was having our first child, they were surprised to know that I won. Hold on. When my first and second wife was having my first child? When my first and second wife was having... Did they have it together? I'm so confused. I Mm-hmm. My friends said, don't you want a son? Mm-hmm. Throw balls too and all of that. I said, well, I'm going to have a son eventually. But it was hard for me to conceive that I could have a son who didn't have a big sister like I had. My big mm-hmm. sister, Shirley. Mm-hmm. As kids, if anybody messed with us on Betrayal Hill, the projects that I grew up in, me, my brother, and my younger sister, they had to deal with Shirley. And you didn't really want to have to deal with my sister. As the years went on, that didn't change. She was always fiercely protective and supportive. Uh, now, even with my younger kids, now, uh, if they had an issue with me, they would call my sister, uh-huh. complain about something that I mm-hmm. might be doing or saying. And right. She would check them. Hey, hey, watch your tone and watch your attitude and watch that name calling. That's mm-hmm. my little Now, brother. did she ever at any point come up to you and be like, yo, watch the sharp end of that blade? Because if that ever sticks anybody, it could seriously hurt them. She ever come up to you and say that? Because that seems like a big sister thing to do. That seems like a parental figure, guardian guidance thing to say is hey man knives are sharp careful with them my little brother well last week my sister went to phoenix to celebrate her stepson's 60th birthday and to see her great grandchild that she hadn't seen and she had a great time i've seen the pictures of it that was last sunday but last sunday night she wasn't feeling well and 
She had an issue, they took her to the hospital, and that led us to this weekend. He really does kind of look like he's guilty again. <laughs> A little bit on his face. You know, like, hmm. Let's see if he was the one that pulled the plug. Her three daughters were there. Mm -hmm. Tony, Terry, and Tracy. Mm -hmm. they, they had some, some issues about what to do. Mm -hmm. Terry her oldest yep. and the daughter that she lives with yep. Um, yep. had a tough time dealing with if we should take her off life support. Oh, yeah. And she called me and she talked to me and she put the doctor on with me. And, and the doctor was like, uh, you should not be involved in any of the decision making for someone's uh, life support. <laughs> you should not be in the room uh, when we decide what's going on with the rest of this lady's life. His sister, yeah, I get it. And you guys were like, oh, dude, come on. You're making fun of OJ's dead sister. Um, <laughs> guys, <laughs> come on. It's just a little bit of what I get into when it comes to OJ. I'm just going to leave it at that. Basically, I like to listen to this dude ramble bs okay and he's talking about like my first and second wife was having my first daughter what are you talking about what are you talking about dude your first and second wife was having your first daughter. so when your first wife was having your first daughter your second wife wasn't even in the picture dog Unless you were banging Nicole while you were banging your first wife. What's her name? <laughs> um, it doesn't make any sense why you would say my, when my first and second wife, your first wife, Margaret, was having your first child. Your second wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, was not even in the picture unless she was. And you were a little bit dabbling and back and forth. And then, but even then, even if that's the case, your first and second wife were not having your first daughter. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, OJ. Get with it, dude. Get with it, OJ. Uh, I used to make fun of that guy so hard in that old episode. And it was so much fun. I just want to let you guys know that. I'll bring it back with a little bit heavier stuff. Um, but basically, that's, that's it. That's it for when a killer tweets. And it's just so weird that he's allowed to. It's basically the whole point of that. You guys are like, well, that was a little weak. Um, we just watched OJ's Twitter, and then you said exactly what we were thinking. Dude, think about it harder, man. This guy is allowed to just send out tweets. Okay, I'll let it go. I'll, I'll come back to it, but I'm going to let it go right now, but I'm definitely coming back to it. Uh, you guys, I got word as if I give a shit that... Oh, dude, did you see something else came out and these guys are doing what you used to do? I don't pay attention to anything that's like not relevant and not just not relevant to me. It's just like not relevant, period. It's just it. it's I haven't I haven't even acknowledged any of it. And I'm already assuming it's probably not worth acknowledging i'm just gonna throw it out there so like just so you guys know while you watch this and that and you go back and forth 
when you come to me, you can go over there and be like, dude, he's fucking, you should watch this. Yeah, he did what he said he was going to do. And, but when you come back to me, I don't give a shit, okay? I don't care what's happening. I don't care what's being said. I don't care about any of that because I know that even if it is okay, it's never going to catch me and it's never going to catch any of this. And if we want to play like success and be humble and all this other BS that's just being set into a microphone so people can think your facade is real... Um, this over here is real. <laughs> uh, and if we want to talk about like, oh, dude, fancy, fancy over here. Uh, this one microphone costs more than the two that's being used over there. So I just want to throw things out there that are facts and people can be upset about it. They can tune out after this. I don't give a damn. But I'm still going to be on almost every single streaming platform. Uh, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, Deezer, Samsung has something going on with me. Stitcher, Audible, Amazon Music. I'm still on YouTube with full episodes and go to Spotify for something special, okay? There's me everywhere. Instagram's got those clips coming out. Dude, the first clip I posted in the in, instantly in the Ks. Uh, no, one's, no one's doing that over here. And eventually, I'm just gonna have to remind you guys, you're tuned in to Reno's most popular podcast by a comedian. I'm just going to have to remind you guys that this comedian is streaming on major platforms that you guys can go and check out either for free or you can purchase my material. It's out there for you. Whether or not people like it, it's irrelevant. It's there. It's happening. Um, I'm not going to sit here and like go tit for tat every single episode. I just want to lay it out there and let you guys know I could give a shit less. Okay. <laughs> I'd give a shit less because <laughs> this over here is what's really going to like people will catch on to this whatever that is uh good luck but i'm out of here uh shout out to it's louie with the z it's with the z louie 313 underscore uh he helped me out with the music and he's a really good guy you should go follow him and go follow everyone that you see me post with okay i got shows coming up june 9th i'm in lodi july 22nd i'll probably try and sneak you guys in august 4th and 5th i'm back in sacramento back or uh san francisco sorry um back-to-back dates so come out and see your boy all right all right peace Like you, bad attention to my lesson, it might happen to you.